yeah, combination of, you know, say, getting a system for milestones plus being personally, you know, attached to what you're doing and have some personal curiosity. I think this is the best recipe for surviving, you know. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Scaling DevTools, the show that investigates how DevTools go from zero to one. I'm joined today by Matija Shoshic from Wasp. Wasp is aiming to be the fastest way to build a full stack web app. Thank you so much, Jake, for the invitation. And yeah, super excited to be here and Jeff. Could you tell us a little bit about Wasp and about yourself? So, you know, Wasp is technically a simple configuration language for building full stack web applications with React and Node.js. This is what we are supporting right now. So just very briefly, you know, like developers can describe their high level functionalities like OAuth, CRUD, API, data models, and for example, running, guessing jobs. So all that is declaratively described in what configuration language and the rest of their business logic, they can just write in their typical React and Node.js code. So we are trying to simplify a lot of, you know, this process of getting started, but also maintaining your full stack application going forward. That sounds, uh, sounds very useful and something that I think a lot about every time I want to start a project, you want to get going fast and not worry about all this stuff. So really cool to see what you're doing. Could you tell us about what it's been like? Sure. I mean, there is lots of, there is a lot to talk about. You know, there is like the whole journey before, before Y Combinator, before the investment, you know, just starting out with the idea. Then there is the journey after, you know, just building the team, building the first version of the product. So should I just start from, you know, from scratch, from the idea stage? Yeah, we want to hear about the hardest parts. <laughs> okay, cool. Hardest part. Yeah, hardest part is definitely not the idea. It is what comes after the idea. It's always right to do it. And not giving up, <laughs> that is the hardest part. But yeah, I mean, it, it all started, you know, my brother, so co-founders are my brother, my three brother, Martin and myself, and we were always considering ourselves to be like, you know, general software engineers. So we were never like specifically going for app development that we were doing like a lot of stuff like algorithms, machine learning, app development, but you know, pretty much whatever we ended up doing, uh, we always needed to build some sort of web app because you need to deliver your end solution somehow to users. And, you know, funnily enough, you know, next to all the algorithms and machine learning and the kind of cool stuff, web development was always the hardest part. So that was kind of what struck us back then. And we always felt like, oh, like, you know, every couple of years, we have to relearn the latest tech. You know, we started from PHP and Java, then switched over to like Backbone, jQuery, uh, I don't know, like Angular then on the front end, and then finally React and Node.js. So we just felt, you know, like there's this huge amount of knowledge you have to go through every time just to build the same thing all over again. So this was finally our motivation. We said like, okay, like there must be a better way, you know, because we are just rebuilding all these common pieces. Like there should be some way to just specify, I want my odd, I want my async worker, I want my data models, which are propagated across the full stack. So this is what gave us an initial, uh, you know, inkling of idea for Wasp. So yeah, it all started when we were working in this company in London, kind of building the pretty complex web application for running biomedics analysis in the cloud. We had like all the parts of front-end, back-end, spawning processes on AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. So it was a pretty complex application. And this was kind of the final trigger, you know, for it. So we started working on that idea while still working at that company. And in the end, we decided, you know, just to go full time, we decided that we want to switch what we're doing. We, we got to the limit of what we could do there and we kind of want to do something else. So, you know, we just said, okay, like, you know, in the meanwhile, about we are looking for a new job or we can just take a couple of months to play with the idea of us. And in the end, you know, with a couple of months, we're like one year. <laughs> uh, and then after one year, basically doing full time, just working on Wasp, uh, we got into Y Combinator from the third attempt. And yeah, after one year, got into YC. 
raised our seed round, hired a team, and now we are basically off. There was alpha stage. Now we just released beta, and now we are going forward. Yeah, I think the part that like I find really cool is that it's such a big shift, right? You're building something that completely changes how people build their apps. So it's going to be really hard to like build something kind of small and test that. So how did you kind of get around that challenge? I mean, the, the tricky thing with Wasp, you know, because kind of it started, I said like, it's, it's a pretty different solution than, you know, other approaches. I mean, the, typically all the frameworks are built as libraries. I mean, they start out, for example, as libraries, right? And then it's easier to start something or you know, just build it, plug it in, try it out, see how it works, right? And, you know, you have this incremental kind of approach to building it, which is great. But we felt, you know, like we don't want to build another, you know, like library or just runtime system. Like we want to have our own language, not a complete, very complete language or anything, but still it kind of turns things a bit upside down and, you know, it has to be kind of built from scratch. So yeah, as I said, like it's really hard to, to just build a little bit of it and get it running into production or get somebody to use it for their projects immediately. So this is, you know, why we felt, you know, okay, we have to, you know, give proper focus on this. Plus, you probably need to, you know, to raise funding at some point because it's not going to be self-sustainable until we develop the actual technology, which is this language part. So yeah, this was a challenge. And I think, you know, this is also why there aren't many approaches. There are some attempts at this, but usually you will see like more incremental approaches to solving this problem and also other types of problems. When you're not taking the kind of incremental approach, how do you get enough kind of feedback or like motivation, I guess, as well, like to kind of build such a big thing? I think the, the, the hard part, especially motivation, you know, even motivation by yourself. I think the, the hardest part is not even, you know, coming up with the idea, not even actually you know, working on the idea. The hardest part is not giving up. <laughs> and basically because, because you know, every day you have to ask yourself, okay, why am I actually working on this? You know, this is so far away from... I don't know, from alpha, from beta, from anything. You have somebody just, you know, using it. So I think that is the hardest part. You know, you have to somehow convince yourself how to actually keep going. Every day make a decision, okay, I will keep going. So yeah, for us, we try to communicate, you know, as much as possible with uh, users. So for example, like, you know, the, the first thing was just to come up with, you know, with a landing page. It was a page just describing what you're doing. Saying, hey, this is like going to be in your configuration language. The idea is you, you can still use your React and Node. So we are not trying to take you away from your existing stack, but we are trying to simplify some things. We are trying to provide like, you know, radically nicer developer experience, which we can achieve by this approach. And this is kind of roughly, you know, how it's going to work. So of course it was much less flawed than it is today. It was something very different. It wasn't, you know, so nicely divided. It was of course, uh, much less uh, developed altogether, but it was the first step. So once we had the planning page, I mean, you also have the GitHub repo uh, already. But, you know, it wasn't in a state where somebody could go there and easily run was like, you actually had to compile, you know, all the source source code in Haskell, run it with no instructions. So it's really, really hard for anybody to try it out on their computer. So our goal was just, you know, to get the word out, to get the idea, get the idea out and then get some initial feedback. We also have a blog post article, which kind of describes, you know, this process with some comments from Reddit and similar. So I think we, we first put it on Reddit. Like several, several communities, like React.js, JavaScript, programming languages. And we got, I don't know, like 10 uploads on Hacker News, 20 uploads on React or JavaScript. A few people said, okay, this is an interesting idea, but like, you know, this is really hard to do. How are you going to do it? This is going to take a lot of time. I, I remember specifically, like one guy told us, you know, we are cheaters. Like, you know, this is just like, you know, it's vaporware. Like this doesn't exist. Like, what is this? I can't even try it out. 
So uh, we had a couple of people who called us crazy. But yeah, altogether, all it was obvious that some people were excited about the idea, although they were pretty skeptical. Some people were just, okay, this is cool. I want to see how it develops. And yeah, a portion of people were just like, you know, dismissive. Okay, this doesn't make sense. So yeah, this was kind of the initial communication uh, that we had, you know, before we actually had any, anything for people to try out. Did you kind of like look at that, like objectively, like, oh, should we carry on? Is this good feedback? Or was it like, you just had so much conviction, you were just going to build this thing? I think it was combination because it wasn't, you know, we were kind of drawing a lot from our own experiences. You know, we have been kind of senior developers at that point already. We have developed you know, several complex applications. Marketing was doing stuff at Google and Palm, they were similar. So we knew that, you know, what we are doing theoretically makes sense. <laughs> we knew, okay, there is something to it. We were also aware of the challenges and there are still like a lot of challenges that, you know, we are not 100% sure what's the best way to overcome them and similar. So I think, you know, we were experienced enough to know why we are doing this, but we were sure how far are we going to get and what's the end result going to be. So, I mean, even if it is, it was super hard to stay kind of, I mean, you are never hundred percent sure. So the feedback was okay for us. It was, uh, I think it was more motivating for us, you know, that we could just see somebody else be go put to this idea and, and actually, you know, grasping it the way we are describing it. Because I think also, you know, the way we are describing the idea is also like, it's much more important. I mean, it's super important next to the actual idea. So that is also one thing that, we're, that was changing. Although maybe our idea itself wasn't changing so much you know, in our heads, but we just learned how to praise it better and how to communicate it better. That was one of the biggest things we learned early from people who were checking us out. How did it differ what you started at and then how you describe it now? Yeah, I mean, initially we were super excited, you know, that we are building a new programming language. So, you know, both Martin and I, we were kind of, you know, we like this part of computer science. It's very cool having fun with compilers and, you know, especially working with Haskell, which is our compiler built in. So we were kind of pretty excited about that. They're like, you know, they are building a completely new programming language. You know, that's going to be super cool. And, you know, it's going to be so much easier. But, you know, when you say out words programming language, it scares people. <laughs> Especially, you know, we, we kind of emphasize that part. And we haven't emphasized enough, you know, you can still use, use your React and Node.js. We didn't even mention it because, you know, we, we were proud that, you know, the big idea was to be tech agnostic. You know, like we, we can support React, Vue, or Go and Python on the backend. Is similar. So I think we haven't even been mentioning that on our landing page. And then naturally people got kind of, you know, skeptical. Okay. Why do I have to learn a new programming language? Like there is enough languages. I just have to learn a new one. I have to scratch all my knowledge from JavaScript. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this, you know, no, no way. So once we learned that, that we kind of switched the narrative the other way around. So, you know, we stopped saying, you know, what is a super cool new programming language. We, you know, we just said, okay, you know, Wasp is a super simple configuration language. And basically you get to plug in the, you, know, you get to use still mostly your React and Node.js code. And, you know, we specifically, this is React, Node.js, it's almost like a web framework, pretty much the same thing. You know, don't think of it as a language. It is just like a super simple way to write your React and Node.js full stack web apps. And although, you know, fundamentally nothing changed, our code stayed the same, everything stayed the same. It is just, you know, that people started reacting much better to this message. So you kind of made it seem like it's less required change. Yeah, which, which it is. In fact, it is because not only change even, you know, from the, from the functionality, because you really are writing your majority of your code in React and OGS. It was just, you know, we, we were so excited about the future, very much different future, <laughs> which, which is not even there yet uh, right, right now that we kind of, you know, forgot to just explain, look, this is nothing radical. You can just start now and build your stuff with the knowledge you have right now. 
Yeah. And could you dig in a bit more to like how you're speaking to users today and like kind of how that's evolved the product? So, I mean, so far, you know, we have, we have a couple of main mechanisms uh, for communicating with users. So first of all, uh, Martin and I, you know, we built like one or two startups before, so we get an experience with uh, customer development, which is super, which you learned, you know, on the last job, which is super, super important. So even before starting was about, although we get our own hunches and, you know, we felt like, okay, we know the problem, what the problem is, and we don't know what the solution is. Uh, we still wanted to verify that and learn more about the problem that we are going to solve. So even before, you know, like starting, starting Wasp, we just, you know, communicated with like 20 of our friends, people we knew, our developers and conducted the uh, problem interviews. So the problem interviews are usually, you know, like there's like a difference between usually people go naturally with solution interviews, which is, hey, I build this solution, check it out. You know, what do you think about my solution? Would you use it? Would you pay for it? And this is kind of, you know, although it's very natural, it's, you know, the wrong way to do it. If you go, you know, with customer development, lead startup methodology, typically you should start with problem interview, basically asking, Hey, what's your biggest problem in web development? Or, you know, when starting a new full stack application, what's your biggest challenge? And then let people tell you, you know, what's the first thing on their mind. And then if, you know, the first thing on their mind is what you actually want to solve, that's great. You kind of know what the problem, right? But if, you know, if they are thinking of something completely else and, you know, your problem doesn't even come up when they are chatting about it, you know, without any soliciting then that's maybe, you know, like a red, red flag, like maybe not such an important problem. So yeah, even before starting with Wasp, we just want to conduct, you know, this whole problem interview thing to get to you know better feel of the space, uh, what are the first features we want to build, because also it would help us prioritize uh, the features we were building. So we just did about typing 20, 25 of those. And basically, you know, then we, then we could cluster, like, you know, answers uh, in different clusters. Basically like one portal of people like, were like, this is, it's pretty hard to start. You know, every time it's new technology, I don't know, like the best practices, how to connect my React to GraphQL, to Redux or whatever. Other parts are like, oh, Jesus, like there's so much magic going on there. There's like different state. I don't know what, I don't even know what to choose. There is always a different thing. So we have like all these clusters and then we could understand better. Okay. What is actually the problem? What are people thinking about? How do they communicate about it? So we use that both to perform WASP and both to perform our messaging on our landing page now and later. Were you just interviewing like web developers as like a broad category or were you? Try to kind of have different, uh, let's say representatives. We had a couple of people from startups who were building their own products. Uh, we had a portion of people who are, you know, working in web development agencies. So they're like developing other products using all technologies. And we even had like a couple of brand managers you know, who were maybe coding directly, but they were experiencing, you know, paying through their developers. So we were asking them, well, how do they look to them from the outside? What are developers, you know, struggling with the most? So yeah, it was, it was mostly all developers, but they were like in different roles. Some were like more front-end, some were more back-end, some were full-stack, some were startups, some were bigger companies, agencies. So we had a range of interviewees. And I know you've mentioned previously that you kind of have different, like, kind of, you segment your users slightly, you know, as the needs. Oh, yeah, have. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you even, you know, learn a lot just by putting it out, you know, putting the word out and see, you know, where the people who are going to get excited and engage with you in either positive or negative way. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think so, so far, you know, we have identified, uh, I would say kind of two main or maybe like three main crowds of people that, you know, engage with Wasp and are excited about it. I mean, the, the big thing is also like, you know, in which stage you are. So I would say given this alpha beta stage is like one. Like they want type of people and they're moving forward. It's going to be probably a different type of people. That's also something that should be taken, taken into account. 
I think, you know, it's also maybe a mistake sometimes to, to kind of think, oh, people that are excited about my product right now are the only people that are ever going to be excited about my product. You know, thus the market is too small or thus, you know, it's not all of who I want to serve. I think that that's something that should be, you know, very much accounted for when, you know, thinking who is, who is actually interested in what you're doing. So for most, I think, especially now in alpha and, you know, we just got beta out. We have like a lot of people who will just want to get their React and Node.js application running. So maybe they're you know, a bit more on the junior side, you know, they just finished bootcamp or they just started out, you know, or they are more like front-end developers. And basically they're super excited about the boss, you know, just giving them all the tools and all the best practices to get their application up and running. So all, he, all, all they have to do is just, you know, write Wasp starts, everything is running. Then they have Wasp built, deployed to Kiroku or live or render and it's going and you know we also cover a lot of stuff on this kind of crud stuff so you don't have to define the api we basically handle all this for you under the hood you just have to define your data model and you have it accessible everywhere on client on server we update everything as it happens so like let's say a lot of stuff uh, are just handled for you and i think there's like you know good good amount of developers who want to trust us that you're doing it in the best possible way and you know they just want to build their application and they don't really care, you know, is it like Redux under there or GraphQL or React Query, which we are using now, by the way, they just want to use, you know, what we offer to them and, you know, just somebody else handle it, I learned to write my own business uh, logic. So yeah, I would say that is one portion of developers that we are seeing that are using the Wasp a lot, but I would say also on the other hand, you know, we have identified some more senior developers, like people from eBay, Airbnb, Lyft, uh, Facebook. A portion of them even became our angel investors. You know, after they saw both connection, they got excited. I would say they are kind of they they kind of you know look more into the future of us. You know, to, together with us, they are senior developers who you know are leading teams in their companies, and they see how it could be useful in the future. Both in the sense of you know making it easier for like, the junior developers and their teams to get speed and get up running. You know, without all the mistakes you could do. You know, while building a full stack web app. And on the other hand, you know, being stack agnostic, supporting like React on the one hand, view on the other hand, or, you know, just making like a standardized way for building and deploying, you know, typical business uh, web applications. So there, and I, I would say that is a smaller amount of people. Of course, like, you know, they are maybe like, you know, less around on Twitter or they're more busy with other stuff or, you know, they have their own stuff going well. But it's very motivating to have such a group of people, you know, who share the bigger vision for products. You mentioned Twitter there and like this kind of juniors and, and wanting something like best practices. Could you talk about how you've been reaching them? So, I mean, so far we have used multiple methods, just kind of saying to others what, what we are doing. So our main methods so far were launches. So, you know, like launches on Hacker News, Product Hunt and Reddit, those are the most successful ones. And I think we have, we have pretty much been using almost exclusively only this. You know, starting, you know, with this thing even before Alpha, when we just put our landing page that was Reddit. And then when we had our first version that could anybody, you know, just try out, we called it Alpha. And that was just after we were, we got into YC. Uh, we again, I think the, the biggest traffic came from Product Hunt, Sticker News, and like React.js, JavaScript. So we were mostly focusing on those just because, you know, we didn't have time. Actually, it was only Martin and me. And we didn't have resources to do any kind of more extensive marketing. I mean, we also, we also started our Discord channel. So we have our Discord server where people can come in and ask questions. So this is now becoming much more, kind of, I would say, important because we have more people in the community and they're asking questions. But before it was mostly like external marketing, basically external, doing external launches. And it was working surprisingly well, especially, especially Reddit. 
because on hacker news, it's, it's always kind of, you know, hit or miss. Sometimes you get big, sometimes, you know, you just go by, so you have to try several times. But even that went well after YC, but even but before YC, Reddit was super good. I'm not sure why, but, you know, like we just posted on several subreddits, like VHJS, JavaScript, and I think we got like 200, 300 upholds and people commenting, you know, trying it out. So I think this was the biggest, you know, initial source of people try, like, coming, coming, coming to Wasp. Yeah. What do you think you did well on the Reddit posts? I'm not sure, actually, you know, like you did trying out different stuff. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. I think in the end, uh, kind of our signature, which my brother is using, he would always say, yeah, like, hey, like, you know, my brother and I, we built a new web framework, which is actually a DSL. But he always put this, my brother and me in that part. Not sure if, if, if that would be really interesting. But I think maybe it gave it like a bit of a personal touch, you know, like it wasn't just, you know, oh, you know, just another framework somebody's trying to push or some companies trying to push their own product. They were, they have been building. I think maybe that gave it a bit of personality. Hey, this is my brother and me, you know, we are trying to do something. It's only us, you know, give, give us a hand. That's what you think. Yeah. So I guess anyone that's also building a developer tool with their sibling can use that right now. <laughs> that makes sense though, to make it more personal. I really like that. Just kind of try not to be, hey, we are just a matter, you know, or, you know, we are a framework for X, Y, and it sounds very robotic, right? There has to be some, I think, you know, personality around mm. it. And did you do that on Hacker News as well? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay, it's as well, because, you know, you can basically uh, write, like, the, the first text is, like, you know, your first comment can basically describe your journey, what you're doing. But this is also what kind of is, you know, typical YC format. So we could also describe it as, hey, yeah, we are Martin and Mattia, we encountered this problem, we got into survey, this is what you're doing right now. So we could tell our story in the, in the first section. Yeah, it's amazing to see how you've got to such a, like, a advanced level with just like launches. Yeah, we were actually pretty, pretty surprised you know, with the positive, with the positive either from the audience, especially, you know, even before it was just kind of, it was barely alpha, right? Like you, you could just write out maybe. So we were surprised we went so, it went, went so well. I'm not sure what was the reason. I mean, I guess, you know, we also adjusted our messaging several times due to the interviews we were doing. So I guess that was already kind of, you know, improved compared to before. And yeah, I guess, you know, also people just resonated with the problem of boilerplate in web development. Yeah, I think we also, we also often knew, like, you know, get rid of boilerplate in full stack web development. I think just the final question, Mattia, if you had a friend who was doing a similar thing to you with Wasp and they were coming to you for advice and being like, what, what should I do? Like, what kind of things would you focus on? He's building, for example, a developer tool, right? Yeah, let's say like kind of a wasp, but slightly different, <laughs> not a competitor. But. I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, kind of, you know, convincing yourself not to give up and how to do it. It was a thing that, that was bothering us for a while, especially, especially my brother, because like, you know, I think for us, you know, developers, oh. the biggest fear is, you know, this opportunity cost, right? Oh, I'm doing this. I could have been at Google or some other huge company giving me a lot of money. You know, why am I even bothering with this? I'm just wasting my time and you know, all the money that I could have earned, right? So I think this is kind of the biggest you know, question that uh, we ask ourselves every day. And I think, you know, it's good to have a system, to have a system for it. Because if you don't have a system, how to think about it, and you just every day try to decide if you're quitting or not, that is, that is the hardest part. Because then you spend all of your willpower, you spend it on that, on this, on this thing. First half of the day, you are battling, why am I doing this? Should I keep doing it? Then you barely do something. And then, you know, another thing in the morning, you are doing the same thing and you are basically not doing anything in the end. <laughs> it was very hard for us. I think, also, especially for Martin, he's he always a bit more on the worry side. 
And I know he's very, so I worry less. <laughs> so it's how we divide. <laughs> uh, and he also knows it. So in the end, you know, we came up with the system and we said, like, look, it doesn't make sense to worry every day because we are not getting anything done. You know, we should come up with some sort of a milestone. Like, okay, we have been doing this for three months. Let's say we know that what we want to achieve, you know, let, let's do this in the next three months. And then, you know, if this alpha version that we got out doesn't get any traction, if nobody, you know, likes it, nobody gives us any good feedback, then we know it doesn't work. I mean, it basically what happened. Like, you know, we got it out, we got something, okay. I mean, it's never super clear in the end because of course, like, it's always like it's never a success immediately or failure immediately. But I think, you know, just getting that next milestone is going to help you not to worry every day and, you know, to focus on actually executing stuff until you reach that milestone. So for us, you know, like we reached that, we got the alpha, we said, okay, there is some feedback, great. You know, like we applied to YC, we even got to the final stage of the interviews. That was motivating. Let's keep going. And, you know, now, now our next milestone is going to be, I don't like get these free features and again, do marketing and launch at all the platforms and see what happens. So we get did that. And, you know, every time it was a bit better than, you know, we expected. And in the end, you know, like we had signals that made us curious. I think it's important to be curious. You know, in the end, if you're not curious about, about what you're doing, if, if it is just like, you know, opportunistic, oh, you know, it's a new chat GPT thing. I have to do my chat GPT thing because now it's, it's like, you know, it's time to do it. And then if it fails, you're going to lose motivation. Oh, obviously it doesn't work. For us, you know, like we had a million of these, it doesn't work moments, but we only had a million of, you know, moments, but what if we do this, you know? Uh, we were like super curious, like, okay, I know this doesn't make sense right now, but what if, it, if it is like, how, how would it look like? So we had lots of these, you know, ideas that, that we just wanted to personally try out for ourselves because we were just curious, we were genuinely, genuinely curious how is it going to turn out? So I think, you know, just having this component, when you are building stuff for yourself and you are discovering stuff yourself, that's basically what they keep you going. Yeah. Combination of, you know, say, having a system for milestones. Plus being personally, you know, attached to what you're doing and have some personal curiosity. I think this is the best recipe for surviving, you know, this kind of valley until nobody believes in you, including yourself. <laughs> That's all we've got time for. Before you share where people can find out more, I want to shout out your blog because I think it's great. <laughs> you share a lot of like learnings along the way. There's technical stuff, but there's also a lot of blog posts about like, how you struggled and overcame stuff on the kind of like marketing side and, you know, testing out your beta program and your, how you got your yep. GitHub stars. So I think it's really a great blog that people should check out, but where else can people learn more about, about Wasp and about Mattia? I mean, I think one thing is blog, which you mentioned, then, you know, we try to build in public and basically document everything we do as we go. So yeah, getting GitHub stars, you know, just getting to the idea, getting first 2000 stars, running alpha testing program, you know, what's, what's well, what was wrong. Uh, other, the other point of touch is our discord. So feel free to join our discord. You'll find it on our landing page. Uh, we have a lot of discussions there, you know, we propose new features. We help the people who are trying it out. Awesome. And we'll put all the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining Mattia and thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back again next week.